What's up, Sam? Let's do this again. <laughs> Week didn't start, baby. Um, so I always explain what the show is. Do you want to tell me what the show is? <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, I haven't rehearsed this, but this is the show where we uh, try to perfect a news recap in the style of uh, an epic poetic form known as uh, a certain song by a certain... A certain angry young stranger. man. Stranger, <laughs> yes, uh, about not having begun a certain incendiary event. Uh, so we take the news from each week and we split it up into verses. We uh, do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday as their own verses, the fifth verses, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we answer some questions along the way and we yeah. do shoot, shoot the shit. We are not arsonists. Yes, that is the name of this podcast. We are not arsonists. <laughs> Week didn't start the podcast. Mm. That should be our whole title. Yeah, so what was this week like for you? I mean, doing this exercise for now the 15th time. Not to brag, but I started slightly earlier, like started writing slightly earlier than I usually do, yeah. and that uh, was enjoyable. It it feels like we're getting better, and I know we keep saying this every week, but we're getting better at sifting through the COVID news to find meaningful stories, dimensions of the coronavirus news, but also other stories about politics and world. Um, so it continues to be not only, it, I'm just having more and more fun, and I feel like this this week almost was like Matrix week where I was just like, oh, I can do this in my sleep. Like yeah. rhyme scheme cadence way of matching story to story. I think you've got some great lines in this week's song. Thank you. Because, uh, you know, we were a little ahead of the game and especially you. So with the news and with the writing. So I got to peep a little bit more of what you did in advance of this recording. And I, I yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, one thing I want to bring Please, up. Please, I have uh, so much shit to say this week, so I want to hear oh from my God. you. Okay, well, I want to say a thing that I'm thinking about right now is like the lowercase nature of news uh, story words. Like, there is a couple words that I picked because one of the things that we do on this show is we take a news story from the original song and we unpack it um, because not only are not all of the words like exactly representative of the news item they stand for but some of them are really full-on oblique like they're just words yeah lower lowercase right and so that's what I was thinking about in selecting words for um certain certain news stories I I don't want to say I took like greater liberties but I felt entitled to pick a lowercase word that sums up the news story knowing like future person would be googling what this was, or there'd be a Wikipedia page dedicated to it. Yeah, and I, I've been—I keep thinking about. We've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I keep thinking about finding a way to take our lyrics and put them somewhere. Yeah, with links, permanent. maybe. Yeah, just so that there's yeah. a record of it because we go through maybe these like, quickly. Yeah. And I just yeah. think some of the—I mean, I think some of mine are good, but also what you're doing is so clever. And I don't only want to mention the ones that particularly jump out to us. I'd like for there to be a record. So. I agree, like a geocities.com yeah, hosted webpage. Yeah, some place where we can we can share them. I know we've got a Twitter that only just sort of posts our episodes. Maybe yeah, we'll find a way to do it. That we'll, we're, we're still working on it, and we'll do the backlog, and yeah. we'll do them live. We'll figure it out. I can't wait to finally start promoting this podcast in September. Yeah, right? It's like just for the <laughs> last couple of months. Yeah. So uh, this week, I have spent a lot of time listening to a lot of music this week, and I've been listening to a lot of music by our muse, the aforementioned angry young man, the stranger, 
It's Billy Joel's who we're talking about. I feel like we can say the name. <laughs> I like watching you edge it out. <laughs> well, um, we're, you know, I, it's not really like we we want you to come on the show. Billy, come on the show. You're locked in your house. Just come on the show. You're not doing anything. You have no concerts. Just come on the show. Talk to us about your show. Because He might be one of our subscribers. We do not know. I have been listening to... He might be one of... Yeah, he might be one or the other of our subscribers. He... He, uh, so I've been thinking about his bias in the song, right? So I've been listening not just mm-hmm. to this song, mm-hmm. I listen to this song more than usual during the week, but it led mm-hmm. me to listening to the album Stormfront and going through the other major tracks because, okay, th- join me on a short go, journey. Go off, King. So I, I, <laughs> I watched this movie called Last, Last Stop Greenwich Village this week. Mm-hmm. Do you know this movie? It's like young Christopher Walken, Lois Smith. So it was made in the 70s. But it's about the 50s, sort of early beatnik culture in uh, New York City in Greenwich Village. And it's this guy who leaves Brooklyn to move to Greenwich Village. And it reminded me of a lot of Billy Joel songs. And I think I started thinking about it because they talk about Walter Winchell and they talk about the Rosenbergs and they talk about like a bunch of things that come up in this song. And it's of this time that I always think about, you know, young Billy Joel running around and it influencing him, his point of view. And so... Then it started to remind me of moving out because he's it's about this guy who's moving out of his home. And it's a little bit what the song is. I mean, the movie's like 1976 and and it starts in the 50s. But the movie is this look back at the 50s in the context of the 70s. And I just highly Mm -hmm. recommend the movie as like looking at old school New York things, Mm -hmm. especially the village Mm -hmm. where some of the places are still there. Mm -hmm. Like they hang out at Cafe Reggio all the time. It's Mm -hmm. just like, anyway, it's great. Mm -hmm. But I started thinking about the Billy Joel bias and the opinions because it's all these beatniks in the movie talking about the Rosenbergs and talking about the Brooklyn Dodgers and they have strong opinions about all of it and I thought there's not a single strong opinion for all of the things that come through in this song huge consequential world-shifting events there's not a single point of view Mm. it's very cagey yeah May I offer uh, an addendum to that yeah. or, or a kind of story to add dimension? Um, so I'm in the midst of reading a book by Leslie Jameson called Make It Scream, Make It Burn. It's like her new book of essays. And um, there are three parts to it. And the middle part that I just finished is there's, I think, longing, looking, dwelling. And uh, Jameson is a wonderful writer and critic. And so looking is all about kind of like the, the art of looking. Um, I forget who else wrote that book. The art, who wrote that anthropology? Anyway, it's not important. But she writes these essays about James Agee, or Agee, Agee, I think, and Annie Apple, and like different mediums of capture. So writing, like prose writing in this uh, book, Let Us Now Praise Famous Men, and Annie Apple's photography. And as you're talking, I was thinking, what is the list song as witnessing medium like is because and the reason I bring this up is because each of her essays takes uh, has kind of a stance on how the the artist navigates point of view in the act of documentation right there's like Annie Apple capturing her relationship to the subjects in the photography there's uh James A.G tormenting himself for the way he documents the lives of the poor and so I'm just now thinking like if list song is art form where is the space for the self-reflection? Where could it come through? I am so glad you brought this up. This is connected to my my old song highlight. Well, let's segue, well, wait, baby. Hold, hold, but before I do, okay. I have one more okay. point I want to make about this because I started listening to a bunch okay. of Billy Joel and I don't think We Didn't Start the Fire is just because that's sort of his point of view, 
right? That it's just happening, but it's a it's a suspension of responsibility a little bit, abdication of responsibility. Right. And the places where you would make an opinion, that's where those, what else do I have to say? I can't take it anymore. Those are the closest we get to expressions of opinion. Mm-hmm. Like JFK blown away, what else do I have to say? Like there's a lot to say. Yeah. So it's almost like giving up the, the opportunity to make a comment. And mm-hmm. that's not only Billy Joel's like point of view and the title of the song, looking at his other songs, it's sort of his brand. Because when he was okay, on the come up, it was this retro kind of throwback and also modern pop music thing. And he's got these songs. He's got, um, he's, you know the song Keeping the Faith? I feel like it's we're Do late I, in this process for me to ask you what your experience of Billy Joel is. But it's a great song. Maybe I've heard it. This is it. a separate conversation. Yeah, you might recognize it. Okay. But it's like, I when I was a kid, I remember hearing it on the radio and thinking like, oh, it's about him being a, a teenager in New York and like living the dream and using Brill Cream and having sex and like living in the rock and roll times. But yeah. there's this line. and But it's what it's really about is how he is, it's his treatise of like, I'm taking that time that y'all remember from the old days and I'm I'm keeping the faith. And that's what I'm still doing. Like I, it's about his formative years. And there's a line in the song that says, "You know, the good old days weren't always good, and the and the future ain't as bad as it seems." That's it's very like a theme that goes through all the songs. And he has that song. Um, it's still rock and roll to me. Everybody's talking about the new sound, honey, but it's still rock and roll to me. This is Can his I... whole thing: is hedging between the old and the new without making okay. a clear point of view. Right, but I, and I don't want to overly complicate or get deeper in it's going because further. you mentioned it. I have to. Um, I I actually wonder now whether the point of view, like what you just mentioned, is the past. Uh, what did you say? The past. Uh, oh, the good old the good oh, old times weren't good, always good, and the past ain't as bad as it seems. Oh, or the future. The future ain't as bad as it seems. Ain't as bad as it seems. Right. I do not detect uh, optimism in we didn't start. Like, I just don't see, and we've been approaching it, I think, without optimism, like in the sense that our two anchor lines, what else do I have to say, and I can't take it anymore, are like resignation, uh, and yeah, like there's a lot of resignation in, in both of those, and now that I'm thinking of it, like, what is our point of view? And is there an opportunity for us? I mean, we have talked about yeah. this on the podcast before, especially with the local angle. And we, and I'm sure in the early weeks, I was like, I have an urge to editorialize where I think something's bad. Yeah, I do it. Right. But it's a very interesting question. If, if we decide, if we were to look at 52 weeks of Week Didn't Start and decide what was our prevailing point of view, if Billy Joel's is the good, wasn't always good, like exactly what yeah. you said, I'm excited that by the end of this, maybe we have a POV that other people would cite and say, this is the Sam Corbin, Jersey, Gwizdowski POV, you know? That is awesome. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. And, oh, there you and go. Uh, I'm, there's, I have more on this when we get into our highlights. So let's do our highlights. You want to start? Let's start with the old. Yeah. What, what's your old uh, highlight from the song? Oh, Boris Pasternak. Okay, so Pasternak is mine from yeah. this week. So Boris Pasternak was a Russian author and novelist. Uh, he wrote Dr. Zhivago. And the story of how Dr. Zhivago came to print is fascinating. Um, because uh, I have not... Have you read Dr. Zhivago, by the way? No, I've seen the movie, but I've not read the book. Oh, I haven't seen the movie. Is yeah, it good? It's, it's one of the best of all time. Okay, well, I will give it the time when I watch. Um, But so he wrote this novel and the unpublished manuscript was reviewed by, you know, the, 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 I forget was like the communist union or something like that. And 
they tried to stop it from going to print because it had a really independent, like not necessarily pro attitude about the October Revolution. And so they tried everything to stop it from going to print. And there was this guy, Fertrinelli, who was a, an Italian communist who smuggled the manuscript to Milan and got it published in Milan. And when it came out, it was a disgrace to the Soviet Union. And that's like part one of the story because after it comes out, the CIA finds out that the Soviet Union is upset about the publishing and they say, what a great propaganda piece. So they independently publish a number of copies to hand out at the World's, uh, World Expo in 1958 in Brussels to further disseminate undermining messaging. So they kind of fan the flames um, of displeasure. Oh, and Fertrinelli for having smuggled the manuscript was expelled from the Communist Party in Milan. Um, but you know, it, it, the the provo- provocation of all of this resulted in like I think eighteen translations in the year of its publication. It was just like going everywhere. And it ended up right. Uh, he ended up winning the Nobel Prize for Literature the following year. Pasternak. Okay, Sam. This is perfect. This is unplanned. Okay. My highlight from the original song is Dylan. Bob okay. Dylan. Yeah. First things I didn't plan on starting here, but was awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature in 2016 in an unprecedented move. Do you know about this whole story? Uh, No. So they gave Bob Dylan, for the first time, like a musician, was given the Nobel Prize for Literature, and he didn't respond for weeks. They like announced it and reached out to him, and he didn't answer them. And there was this whole like controversy around it. And then Dylan showed up and received the award in this private ceremony. And then there was a question of, because in order to accept, you get prize money. In order to accept the prize money, you have to give a lecture right. on your field. And it can be, you could write a piece or you can do a lecture or do a, you know, a public class or something. Okay. And yeah, yeah. much later than most laureates do, Dylan submitted an audio Nobel lecture to accept his prize for literature in 2016. Okay. That's like a 30-minute explanation of his work that in the context of global literature and culture set over like a piano, him playing the piano. And it's- How do I not know about I had never, so I'm a big Dylan fan, which is why I picked it. And there's another reason I brought up Dylan for all of this in this song. But I listened this week to that lecture for the first time. How was it? fantastic it's fantastic it's beautiful he spends a third of it summarizing moby dick and explaining its (gasps) influence on him and the thing about bob dylan like when billy joel was writing about bob dylan and then the bob dylan that appears in the song he was already you know he was this indelible force in world and american culture and never talked about his work like never talked for more than a minute about his stuff or about the meaning behind it and it took until wow. 2016, and we have the better part of half an hour of him just unpacking all of it. And it's amazing. And he also mentions Buddy Holly as the, he begins with Buddy Holly, wow. which is in the song. Okay, so we all know Bob Dylan. So the lens for Bob Dylan also is this. This song mentions Bob Dylan. Billy Joel has mm-hmm. a relationship with Bob Dylan. A lot of songs mention Bob Dylan. There are a lot of songs about Bob Dylan. Joan Baez wrote a song about Bob Dylan. David Bowie wrote a song really? for Bob Dylan. Wow. Um, Bob Dylan's mentioned by a bajillion artists. He's, you know, his influence can't be matched. And then the song uh, Make You Feel My Love, 
was written by Bob Dylan, but first recorded by Billy Joel and then later released by Bob Dylan, right? But, okay. and Billy Joel's been accused of stealing from Dylan over the years. Okay. So, Ooh. here's the thing. This goes back to my other point from the beginning. Did you know that while we have been in lockdown worldwide, Bob mm-hmm. Dylan has released two new songs? The first new that. music that he's released since he was awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature in 2016. Wow. The first song he released was the end of March, just a couple of weeks ago. And it's called A Murder Most Foul. And it's a 17-minute epic. And I will say, I think, I haven't heard every Bob Dylan song. I'm not the leading Bob Dylan expert, but I really love him. It's among his greatest songs ever written. It's a masterpiece. Wow. And it is... The, his first Billboard number one single in history in 2020. He's never had a Billboard number one single before. No. Wow. And it was just, he just released it on his YouTube channel as we're doing now. <gasps> and Sam, yes. hold on. Yes. The song chronicles the last 60 years of American history, but no. it doesn't do it in order, event to event, the way that we we didn't start the fire does. It starts with one event. It sort of takes one moment in world and American history that happened about 60 years ago and unfolds the moment and looks at his own personal journey and how music and literature and art has all sprung forth from this moment. So it doesn't go chronologically. It sort of goes deep inside. The event is the assassination of JFK. And that's how it begins. And the song ends, and I think you should listen to it. It's fantastic. The song ends with him calling up, and he references so many things in the song, but they're more oblique, right? So the way we're talking about how do you pick the word reference the thing. It ends up with him calling Wolfman Jack, the the famous, speaking of Paola, uh, the the old famous um, DJ. Okay. And requesting songs. So he's like, play this, play this, play this. And it's classical music and literature. And he mentions a Billy Joel song when he's kind of chronicling the history of music in this last half of the song. It is not, we didn't start the fire. It's um, only the good die young. But he mentions Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks. And I think I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I think you're saying in 2021, our project is to use Murder Most Foul as the poetic form. I mean, it's <laughs> I, I wouldn't even want to touch it. Like, we're, we take this I'm very kidding. seriously. Yes. And one of the yes, things about, like, We Didn't Start the Fire, it's Billy Joel's least favorite song that he wrote. It's not cool. It does this impossible thing. It's like memifiable, yeah. This song, like... Dylan does it. And I haven't, I didn't, I wasn't alive during the assassination. I didn't see Jack Ruby get killed live on television. I didn't see any of that stuff. But like our parents' age and anybody that lived right. through it, I can only imagine there's somebody Dylan's age who's about to turn 80. Living through that, he encapsulated what it was like to live in America for the last 60 years. Ooh. And it is phenomenal. And also, I just think it's great that Billy Joel gets a mention amongst all the other folks. I'm definitely going to listen to this before bed. So, okay, this is my recommendation (laughs) to you, to anybody that's reading, watching this, listening to it. In the amount of time that you could watch one episode of Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, you which I will see, yes, which I'm watching, you can listen to (laughs) Bob Dylan's entire 
Nobel lecture and listen to Murder Most Foul. And that'll be, that'll be 40 minutes, 50 minutes, less than an hour. And it will, it's a beautiful, haunting, devastating two things. Cause he, you know, he ends the lecture by saying, I can't, I'm not literature. Like the songs are meant to be heard. You need the music. It's not literature. And because we're doing this whole thing about whether or not a song is a literature, a form of literature, just in the lyrics, it also makes me think we should play with kind of performing the song a little bit more, but that's my Uh, recommendation. As you know, I've been performing the song since day one. Um, It might be time to like make it official and start doing it. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, do you think that the, a prerequisite is being a Dylan fan or you think you could walk in, know very little about Bob Dylan and enjoy both of these things? I think you can you can know very little about him and, and love both of these things because I think that's what makes the songs masterpieces. And I really mean, I think this this new song is a masterpiece. It is, I have never had such a visceral reaction to a piece of music on first hearing it, but I think it's up there with the hurricane. And so if you see her say hello and tangled up in blue and like a rolling stone and positively forestry, like those classic songs where if you hear it, you just, you know it and you understand it. It doesn't, it doesn't swing. I mean, it's slow and lilting, but man, he just has never stopped making music. And also Bob Dylan still alive. So we've got that. That's what brought me to do this was I love him. And I thought, Oh, Chubby Checker's still alive. Did last week, Chubby Checker, Bob Dylan's still alive. Besides that, the people in the song that are still alive, some of the children of thalidomide, some of the Beatles, the queen, but he's just been doing it the whole time. It's, it's, I can't recommend it highly enough. Well, well, well. So there, there's that. Um, what's, uh, what's your new news from this week? Oh my God. Okay. So, uh, in some weeks, I have been impassioned about a political issue or something I wanted to point out. This week, uh, my impassioned issue is Senator Mark Warner of Virginia yes. making what is possibly the most cursed tuna melt sandwich you have ever seen in your fucking life. I'm sorry to swear. Uh, the most cursed tuna melt sandwich you have ever seen in your life. Um, so uh, I I did like I, I did not see the video before stumbling on this link and then watching the video through the link. So um, but I, I did scroll pretty quickly to look at it because I didn't want the editorializing too quickly. And it is truly deranged. Like this senator is alone in his house and he basically starts by saying, you know, coronavirus is hard. Uh And one of the things that maybe will help you get through quarantine is this family recipe. And I was obsessed with these sandwiches. And you think, great, he's going to make like a childhood favorite. He says tuna melt, you go fine. He starts with white bread. You're like, all right, whatever, maybe not for me, but I'm I'm in. And then he pulls out the mayo. And that's when things go off the rails. First of all, the amount of mayonnaise this man uses. It like, uh, when I saw the mayonnaise come out, I screamed. And then he takes (laughs) a can of tuna that is in water. He does not drain the tuna. He just puts the wet tuna with the water, the tuna water dripping onto the sandwich, onto the mayonnaise. And then he says um, that his favorite cheese is like this American slice. And he says something like, I'm a two slice man. And inexplicably, there's a graphic that just slides across the screen in all caps that says two slice man. And it's like, who made this like then you start to wonder he did not just film this in his house he hired some kind of graphics intern or he did it himself I don't know anyway then he puts it this is probably the worst part he puts it in the microwave he just microwaves a hot mayonnaise water tuna cheese bread 
Uh, it's so I I did start yelling almost uninterruptedly while this was happening, and then he takes it out. And the best part is that as he's eating it, takes a big bite, and he says, "You know, I can't get my wife and kids to eat this." <laughs> and all you're thinking is, "I wonder why." What is um, this family well, recipe? It makes no like I've I've never seen something uh, that I have so many questions about. And the craziest part is. I mean, this isn't the craziest part, but I, uh, you know, I'm a, a left leftist, if nothing else. And the fact that this man is like a Democratic senator kind of hurts. I was like, ah, probably a Republican senator. And I was like, no, it's a Democrat. Oh, no, he's been, he's been a good one, you know, on, on guns and stuff. <laughs> one of the good ones, yeah, yeah, making a dumbass tuna sandwich. But he so. is in Virginia. So, you know, he's compromised as being from a closer to Southern state. And I guess if that's yeah. your family yeah. recipe in Virginia, I would say... Virginia, they didn't give you quite enough information. Is that a It's a line from Only the Good Die Young. Oh. See, this is why you need to be a Dylan fan for to participate. Or a Billy Joel fan. (laughs) Or a Billy Joel fan. (laughs) Oh, that's only the good idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this has been a genre, right? The the, like the cursed or the beloved recipe video. Because we had the Ena Garden Cosmo. Stanley Tucci's Negroni came up this week. But this is like a whole thing of people making bad (laughs) I made queso videos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like now they're videos and people are just sharing, you know, comfort in these trying times and they're just making the times more trying. My uh, my new clip, I had a serious news story about the the companies that are all giving their, their stimulus money back from the PPP loans. But that's just like a thing that's happening and it'll come up. But the story I wanted to highlight is related sort of the, the, to the Dylan thing. And it's that um, Travis Scott, you know, Travis Scott, the the hip hop artist, he um, he did a concert in Fortnite, like in the game. And it broke the records for um, concurrent players online in Fortnite. So wow. I just thought that was a cool thing that he f- found a way to get like people to show up to a concert rather than doing a stream, like in this platform, basically mm-hmm. use it as a virtual reality uh, yeah. concert venue. And 12 million people went to the Travis Scott concert in Fortnite. It's pretty surreal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in that, uh, in that Nobel thing, Dylan talks about like, you know, listening to records or tapes or whatever ways people listen to music now in like, that's one of them. Fucking yeah. Fortnite. It's kind of surreal to think that, you could listen to that speech 20 years from now and whatever way that people are listening to it now, it will resonate. And how can it get stranger than the video game concert for 12 million during a global pandemic? We're about to find out. We are. I do not want to be the last word per se, but uh, I can't resist saying that I saw a headline that was like Post Malone does Nirvana concert like Nirvana tribute concert to raise 5 million for coronavirus relief. And as I read those, that word sequence, I was like, imagine explaining this headline to your grandparents. Like none of those words are relevant. Or to Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yes. Uh, boy. Oh boy. Um, so this has been a long intro. I know I keep saying we'll do a short episode, but I just started rambling. Would you want to dive into the song? You had a lot to say. Let's do it. Okay. I think this is a great, uh, a great version of the song this week. Yeah. Pull it Excited. Up. All right. You had Monday. Do you just want to dive in? I think so. Hopefully. Okay. Here we go. Monday. Netanyahu, Benny, Gantz, Russians using ATMs, rocket fire, mask inventor, Norman decries wolf. Obit pages, void convictions, oil barrels, empty friction, North Korea's ailing leader, quarantine, P.E.N.O. 
week didn't start the podcast. <laughs> Canceled Pride, Shake Shack, Narco Aid, Pastor Flack, Gene Ditch, Tainted Test, 1300, Private Jets, Louisville Sluggers, Brian's Plan, Honeys Up in Pakistan, Scapegoat Nation, Immigration, Osra Claims the Internet. Mm-hmm. Burr report, falling pound, 33 mutations found, flood in Kenya, euthanasia, implant blocks, shot. Prison phones, bill grown, unemployment bad, loans, NYC, can't walk around the block. Mozambique, UCB, Stanley Tucci, Negroni, Nurses Sue, South Sudan, Oktoberfest, social scam, COVID toes, Netflix grows, six from voting, Warren's bro, exec order, green card ban, warnings from the UN. Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Vegas mayor, Disney spats, 5G truthers, COVID cats, Rick Bright, WAPO blazes press, one to plead your cases, Morris Sun, Southern Squall, Big Bird in a town hall, tuna melt on heated bread, virus drink and happy shit. Oh, what? Uh-oh. Harvard stim, public lands, Rona free Turkmenistan, where is Kim, Swedes, coal, Biden gets a climate vote, koalas being re-released, satellite in Middle East, watchdogs, pandemic drone, Tom Nook out on Bezos. Water Act, flag banned, dugongs back in Thailand, virtual football picks are in, Google verification, Tanzania loan fight, Travis Scott in Fortnite, Ruth's Chris Shakespeare, no luck with Remdesivir, bailout pull if you dodge tax, Rona is not spread by sex, air pollution gone away, what else do I have to say? I just realized we didn't write the last oh. two lines. That's what we're going to do now. Let's do it. Okay. Is this me this week? Yeah. All right, here is the weekend. Hasbro masks littering, psilocybin back again, crime drops, belly flops, women dawdle at shops, crozier closure, bugs decline, Kim is spotted, seeming fine, Chicago horse-drawn carriage ban, no ceasefire in Afghanistan, Trumpos China, haircut lines, Bolsonaro sunded crimes, virus debts, foster pets, raids, snacks, grounded jets, immunity is still unsure, mayor gets a manicure, disinfectant as a cure, I can't take it anymore. That's the week. That was the week. All right. That was one of our best ones. I say that every week. But it really I was. really felt that way. Um, I would like to call out, as we always do, uh, favorites. Yes. Okay. Uh, one of my, I have two favorites I want to call out, and they're actually both from the last verse um, that I wrote, the, the, my lines. So um, one was belly flops, because that story is the pot belly uh, returning the the stimulus check That's after great. the outrage. So I opted for an apostrophe for belly flop, but I stand by it. And closure is, you know, double entendre about the uh, one piece of good news that I, I uh, like I perceive as the one piece of good news of this week, which is that the largest ozone hole actually closed. Yes. So it provides a sense of closure and physical closure. And I was very uh, happy about that. Unrelated to the pandemic reduction in in pollution in the article, it's it, it's about the polar vortex, but oh. uh, it's is very good news. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, was- a run of good news about the environment and stuff in the. Oh, right. The Water Act. Yeah, the Clean Water Act was um, in a 6-3 decision by the Supreme Court was upheld. And as it relates to, the, uh, I think the island of Maui was doing some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the dugongs are those manatee-like sea mammals that are re, re-emerging oh, in Thailand. Because, ceiling? yeah, <laughs> we are the virus. <laughs> and, and then the air pollution gone away, you know, too. Yes. Which is pretty wild. And... Um, 
And then I loved, in yours, I loved uh, North Korea's Ailing Lita. Oh, thank you. That was great. Thanks. We do that We do that often in these. I do think yeah. we've had a Netanyahu Benny Gantz beginning the song in a previous episode. No. Yeah, because they both Have went we? to the White House on the same day. Oh, wow. And I think it was one week that I did it. I did. I started with Netanyahu Benny Gantz. I don't remember if it was the, it's the first such verse. a perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Um, since we're here and we've already uh, talked, we, we talked about doing this last week. We didn't talk through it this week, but having a rule. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think that in, in n- naming a rule means we have to stick to it because we break the rules all the time. But a thing that I've been thinking about is uh, stress like that. One of the rules I would say for perfecting the form is that the stress, uh, that's, is that meter? It's not meter because meter is the number of syllables, right? Yeah. So we're in, uh, I meant to break this down before last week's when I was getting really into rhythm. That would be a good mini-sode. Just to break down the meter? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that next week. What do you think? Yeah. Or just not? like start the episode with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I was I was less focused on meter, and I had some weird stress stuff this week. I know. Well, that wasn't that was also not like a dig at what you did this week, but I I did think about it as I wrote. I was like, oh, that feels that feels for me true for all times and places when I approach this, and and dictates how good I feel about my personal verses, yeah. whether I got the in the pocket, you know. It feels so great when it just cracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he does it with payola, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Oh, right. Payola. Payola. <laughs> Payola. Uh, well, there's one other that I wanted to mention of mine. Oh, I did the oh, thing. Oh, I loved NYC. I yeah, loved yeah. That. So, so I did. That's uh, something I don't think I've done before, which is one whole line for one whole thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, for Dien Bien Phu Falls, rock around the clock. I did NYC can't walk around the block. That was so clever. And I, I think I might have snuck another um, item in to make up for it. But that was one where I felt like, oh, that was worth it just for the hitting the thing perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, that was my that was my favorite thing I did this week, I think. Oh, and then the I got the AIDS crack Bernie Getz line. Um, I liked how that turned out in the end. It's funny because now that we collaborate on that last verse, I have moments where when you like because we write that kind of individually, but on the same day roughly and we see which stories we'd taken, yeah. there was like one story where I thought, why didn't you take that and put it in the singular single syllable? Because like to me, this news story is summed up so easily by a single syllable. But I'm not looking like I'm not looking at the whole and making those decisions independently. I just think I, I look at something and I go, oh, that'd be perfect for the single syllable line. What was the story? Do you remember? It was the one about bugs decline. I was just thinking bugs or insects at the time because of Bernie Getz. Like I was like, oh. That would have gone perfectly in there somewhere. Anyway. I love the bugs that decline story. That's something that anecdotally yeah. was, I just thought it was because I moved like from the Midwest to a city, you know? Yeah. That I Did you don't see as many bugs, but. The bees on the trampoline. No, the bees on the trampoline didn't make it. It's totally fine. I just thought that story was so freaking wild. Thursday is tough just because there's only six lines. Oh, right. It's short. And it was a busy week of uh, news on Thursday or a busy day of news. Yeah. Rona is not spread by sex. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I did see yeah. that. Can't kiss, I, but Yeah, I that was just such a what what why like who who said that there I just never thought it was spread by sex. It was like, you know, the madmen 
cigarette ad when they're like, we'll say ours. It's toasted. Are toasted. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like what people are saying, change the conversation. Yeah. Ooh, there it is. Ooh. Yeah. All right. All right. So this has been the Madman Podcast. This is a long episode. Uh, you can do the cutting yourself. I will. I will. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Sam, for doing this. Yes. And uh, the next week has already begun and we will get started immediately. <laughs> Great. All right. Go watch uh, some Bob Dylan stuff. Oh, I'm going to. I can't wait. All right. I'll, I'll see you later. Bye. Chicago horse-drawn carriage band. No sweet shit. Chicago horse-drawn carriage band. No sweet shit. <laughs> I packed too many syllables in. <laughs>